The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. There's so much information out there. We can get lost in this TikTok world of this is the way to do things and shortcuts and hacks. But at the end of the day, it really is an individualized experience. And I want the listener here to put the hat on or or put this experience and find yourself in these brief reasons why you might not be getting results. Hold your station, this education is relevant. The motivation through conversation is evident. We're talking spiritual body, mind, development. This is the manhood experiment. Before we continue, we need your help. We'd like to reach more like-minded people just like you and share our knowledge on personal growth, health, and success. So can you do us a favor and in your podcast app, hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star review and leave us an encouraging comment. Do it right now while you listen to this episode. That will help us know you're listening and that you care and that little action will help us reach more folks. Now back to our show. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Manhood Experiment. Today's a fun one. We're keeping this health-centric again, covering another health topic by popular demand. And this is really breaking down why you are not getting results and why you're not making progress with your workout, your physical lifestyle plan, and what you can do about it. So I'm going to break down data and feedback that I've gotten from working with well over a thousand people from their physical training, the nutrition that goes along with that. And we're going to leave you with six actionable plans, how you can put all this stuff into your favor to break through a plateau and it really provide you with some extra information. So today it's a duo again. We got T-Rex and your boy Jay Dragon. We got our boy Dreams taking a little break because he just welcomed his second child into the world. Little Dominic is here, a beautiful, handsome, healthy little boy, little king. So we're really excited for our boy, and I'm sure he'll be back on pretty soon to share the love with everyone. Uh, T, yeah, what's up, man? What's going on with you? I'm good. Yeah, shout out to Dreams and his little new baby boy. So all the best with him. And you'll have, a, I guess, busy couple of days and weeks ahead. So... <laughs> Yeah. To talk about this topic, I want listeners to know that I work with you. You help me with my nutrition, my physical fitness. You give me the workouts as well, too. And just for the listeners to understand, really get context. Jay, you have probably over a thousand people you've helped with this stuff, right? Absolutely. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A lot of shapes and sizes. So you coming from a boatload of experience, practical experience. So I'm excited. Take it away, man. Yeah. So I get really excited talking about this because there's so much information out there. We can get lost in this TikTok world of this is the way to do things and shortcuts and hacks. But at the end of the day, it really is an individualized experience. And I want the listener here to put the hat on or or put this experience and find yourself in these brief reasons why you might not be getting results. We're going to keep this short and sweet. The goal is to keep this under 30 minutes. But I promise you, I don't care what level you're at. There's some nuggets in here 
that have taken me many years to get experience on that I promise will at least, you know, help either shift your paradigm or just give you some extra tools. So without further ado, let's get started. And what we're talking about today are the major factors of why progress stalls or why we don't get results. You'll notice that none of what we're talking about today is supplements or magic pills. You know, so that's going to be the extra stuff. I'll touch on that when we get to the very end. But I just want to put that out there that it's easy in this world that we're looking in to think like, oh, maybe it's because I don't have this magic supplement or this pre-workout or whatever it is. And I'm going to provide the nuts and bolts, the real fundamentals of why you might be stuck or spinning your wheels. And some of the things might seem like common sense, but let's get into it. So number one, sounds a little counterintuitive, but number one is you are doing too much. And I know you're saying, well, you know, it seems like doing too much is a good thing. I'd be burning more calories or or building more muscle or sending more signals. But this is a small percentage of people that are training, but it's bigger than most of you would think. And what I mean by this is you're not really giving yourself the opportunity to adapt and to recover. And that's so imperative. And we see some people that are training every day or two times a day. Some of these people got some extra help or hardware that might be getting them through that. But I see this a lot with the people that really buy into this idea of move more and eat less. And to sum this up, your body only has so much energy to do all the bodily functions, including for your endocrine system with all your hormones, your digestive system, your immune system. And if you're overwhelming it with trying to train too much, your body is going to be bogged down and it's going to view it as ultimately a stress. And that's going to impair your immune system and your overall health system, which is going to prevent you from getting those results that you want. And I see this a lot when people get really excited. They think that I'm committing to this goal. I'm going to work out five, six days a week. I love these classes, this intensity. And you get addicted to that feeling, that cortisol feeling, that excitement and that adrenaline. But it's not sustainable. I promise you that. And this could come in the form of too much cardio, not enough recovery, just too much training. But overall, excessive training leads to heavy loads of stress. So You can see if you find yourself in that, there's one cool study that I wanted to reference. And the study broke down, I think there was 200 people that were were conditioned, had training experience, and put them through, I think it was five days of training compared to space. And it all comes down to volume, amount of training. But the synopsis, the idea is too much training impairs your muscle growth and strength gains in these people that were experienced lifting you get to a point where your body can't adapt and get stronger. It's just enough to be able to have the energy to do the next workout. And that is going to be a negative impact on your muscle and strength. The researchers found that six-week overtraining period participants showed decreased muscle size and strength gains compared to those who trained at a moderate intensity. Studies suggesting that overtraining can lead to a decrease in muscle size. Protein synthesis, that's when your body's actually breaking down the food that you're eating and converting it to muscle and leads to muscle breakdown. That is not what we want. That's the opposite of gains. So I experienced this firsthand when I was trying to do too much. I thought more was better. But forcing breaks from training made this really clear as I had a busier life. Plus, my body ended up feeling a lot more fresh. I had less aches and pains. So those are some signs for you. If you feel like you're not recovering properly, you might be in this boat. I want to go right on to the next next one. It's closely related, but it's the opposite. You're not doing enough. And I've had to have this conversation with a lot of people as well. Whereas 
you just might not bring in enough intensity. If you didn't have a background training properly or working in athletics where you pushed yourself, it's easy to find yourself just not sending a loud enough stimulus to the type of training that you're doing. And this could be a not enough effort. This could be because you feel like you're always in pain. It could be because you wait until you feel like it. And I'm here to tell you, I promise you from someone who's very consistent, there's a lot of times where I don't feel like it. And I can think of just a fresh example. I think it was yesterday. I went in, I had a plan. I'd give myself some rest and I went in to do a lift. I was going to do some deadlifts and my back was tight. I was aching. In the first 10 minutes of the workout, I was thinking like, maybe I'm just going to do an alternative, do something easier. But I warmed up. I did some more stretching. I felt like my nervous system woke up. And then I went right back into what I had planned on doing and I felt better. But my point of that is there's going to be days where you don't even get up and go to the gym because your body feels too tight or you didn't get enough sleep. And so we're going to have to override that and you're going to have to take all things into consideration. T, I know from working with you, this is something we've had to talk a lot about. You kind of have to pick and choose your battles. But I can say being blunt, working with people, There's times where I just have to say, you have to pony up and find an alternative if we want to keep the wheels moving as long as we're taking care of stress and recovery. What do you have to say about this one? Yeah. One thing I've noticed is when I don't have a plan, I tend to do less, right? And some people tend to do overtraining, but I think having a plan, a structured plan that you follow, it just gives you enough momentum to just do enough and not too much and not too little. So I think having a clear plan is one. And then the other thing, what I've found as well too, is virtue, what do you say? Just like going in the gym or just starting that workout, just starting that warm up, it just changes the dynamic of things where you're just like, I'm so resistant to this. My body's so resistant. And then when you're warmed up, you're actually feel, wow, it's not as bad as I thought it was. And sometimes within the first five minutes, you get that stimulus to continue. So, yep. Yeah. And I think that that's true. And For me, I keep a few different options. This is not realistic for everybody, but I always have some sort of training setup at home, whether it's dumbbells and a kettlebell. I've had this everywhere I've lived, even in apartments, on patios. Even when the weather is proper, I have something that I can do a little bit of a circuit. And sometimes that's enough to wake me up or make me feel better. And then I have a gym, sometimes two gym memberships, one maybe so I can play basketball and do group activities. And another gym, because the people, like you said, the environment of walking in there sets the standards and expectations for maybe you to push a little bit more. So when things are getting stale or stalling up, try going somewhere around peers that will be contagious, that type of energy. So some things to think about there. Obviously, this requires a lot of context, but if you're not getting results, it's possible you're just not working out hard enough and maybe you need somebody to tell you that. Going on to the next one that is also training related and your training is too repetitive. And I have to give this advice to friends and people I know. Your training is stale. Think about it that way. Some people say, hey, I I do this workout. I've been working out for years. I'm just not getting the same results. And when you break it down, you are not sending a new stimulus, no novel stimulus here because you're doing the same thing. Your body is adapted. For example, if you're the person that always goes and does the circuit training and you just make your rounds doing three sets of 10, you're only going to get results for so long. Eventually, you're going to start getting to where you're just maintaining what you have. You can't expect to get any stronger if you're not set up with a progressive overload plan. And that's playing into what I said in number two and number three. 
your plan has to be designed to be changing in different phases and progressively overloading. You can do that by increasing your weight, increasing your volume, decreasing your rest periods, and so on. What did you have to say about this, T? Yeah, I just remembered in the book, the Sylvester Stallone book, the only book I think he ever wrote, Sly Moves. Yeah. He spoke about that. One of the biggest problems is you keep repeating the same thing over and over. And then something else he said, it's basically your body just begins to adapt to the weights. It begins to adapt to the routine. And he was talking about his training routine in Rambo 3. And I think it was the one with Drago Rocky 4. Yeah. And the intensity they went through, but it, they were always supersets and they're always changing up their routines. And you can see the results he got in a short space of time. So I just remembered that from his book, Sly Booze. He definitely spoke about that. Yeah, I love it. And here's the tip. I was just talking about movie stars. Somebody's training for something. They need to do a new training, whether you're training for a boxing movie or some sort of action movie. Here's the biggest example. If you find that you're stalling, either follow a different training program or train for something specifically. For instance, I got the running bug a little while ago, and that gave me a break from the traditional lifting that I was doing. And I focused more on doing sprinting and, you know, more body weight exercises and so on. And that was just a new stimulus for my body. My body responded in a new way. I'm also that weird person who has been tracking all my workouts for more than five years. This week, I had seen a picture of myself from like 2019, call it vain if you want to or whatever. But I was like, what was I doing back then? It's not just because I've gotten a little bit older. And sure enough, I looked at it and the type of training that I was doing, I was periodizing things. I was more methodical with that. And I have notes on how my rest was in my sleep and recovery and all that. And it was insightful. So I go back and I save the different things that made a big impact. Again, I'm going to say the word stimulus again, but sending a new stimulus, you want to do something for at least a couple weeks to let your body kind of get ready to adapt it, repeat what you're doing, and then you'll mix that up. But if you're going four weeks with doing the same thing, that's probably a little too long. And so next one, talked about rest and repair. This one's huge. And I see this so, so often. You get away with this a little bit more when you're younger. But number four is your sleep isn't productive. And what do I mean by that? You're not allowing yourself to recover. And I have three really cool studies just to be able to prove my point here. But you just got to think when I simplify this, that you're functioning at an impaired state. You know, sometimes as low as a 50% capacity of your strength, your hormones, willpower, energy, when you're not getting proper sleep. And when I say proper sleep, you know, we can, based off these studies, if you're getting less than six hours of sleep consistently, you are shortchanging yourself from your productivity standpoint, your energy, all that. And I get it. Sometimes life happens and you got to make the most of what you're doing, but it's good to have this data. And if you could stop watching that Netflix show or whatever it is a little bit earlier, you're going to make a deposit in this bank account of energy, and you'll get more out of your training. So by prioritizing sleep, which we'll touch on a little bit, but at first I want to talk briefly about these studies. First one is inadequate sleep impairs body composition in adults. And it basically is showing how sleep has a negative impact on your body composition when researchers found that participants who slept less than seven hours per night had higher body fat levels and lower muscle mass compared to those who slept for seven to nine hours per night. And the studies is suggesting that Inadequate sleep may disrupt hormones that regulate appetite and metabolism, leading to changes in body composition. So that one's directly related to a really popular study that Matthew Walker and his 
popular book, was it Sleep Smarter? His book on sleep, big bestseller. He references that what happens is when we get that poor sleep, and it can be as little as less than seven hours, you're decreasing our satiety hormone. So we have a, a hormone called leptin, and that increases the hunger hormone ghrelin. So it's offset when we're getting less sleep and less recovery. So from a metabolic perspective, that sleep-restricted participants had lost their hunger control. So they simply had less willpower and they just would eat more and they craved more. And I've noticed this myself. When I don't sleep well, I just feel like my appetite is just constantly moving. And maybe it's because your body's trying to make up for it and it wants that extra energy. But a way to think about this is this loop. If you don't sleep properly, your hunger levels are going to increase. You're going to crave these calorie-dense, quote-unquote, energy-dense foods. And then your leptin is all messed up. So now you don't feel satiated. And then you're going to continue to eat these calorie-dense foods. And one more quick study right here. And then I'll talk with you, T. We got sleep deprivation increases body fat and decreases muscle mass in young men. So another one looked at the effects of sleep deprivation. and to summarize, showed that the lack of sleep impaired body composition by increasing body fat levels and decreasing muscle mass because you're disrupting your other hormones that can actually do the process of building muscle like protein synthesis, and that's going to affect your metabolism. You're essentially less effective from a recovery standpoint. Hey, listeners, this is Big Dreams, and I just wanted to take a moment to thank you all for listening to today's episode of The Manhood Experiment. Please follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Manhood Experiment. There, you'll find the latest giveaways and some very funny behind-the-scenes moments. Now, back to the show. What do you think, T? Yeah, so question. What would you recommend someone who works a normal 9-to-5 job, they have usual activities, how much hours of sleep should they get, and what are some healthy sleep habits they should have in place? So I'm obsessed with sleep quality, you know, for people that have listening that I have a, a younger child, we're at five months right now. So you have to make do with whatever you have. Like ideally, I say ideally, we want seven to nine hours of quality sleep. And that varies because some people can get by a lot better on less. Some people need closer to the nine hours. But the number one tip is take interest in it. Know that we can improve it by shifting around some of our habits. And you need to associate Better quality sleep with you being more productive, more efficient in your daily life, in your mood, in your energy. And the things I do is I think of having a curfew. I cut caffeine and stimulants. I don't have any after lunchtime. So afternoon, whatever. And if I do, I automatically assume that I may have a challenging time getting sleep. And there's things you can do to try to buffer the effect of the stimulants. You want to set a routine. And so just like people have alarm clocks to wake them up, it's so important that we have the same type of routine for when we're going to land that plane to go to bed. And you want it to be consistent. Otherwise, it's going to be like being jet lagged. So try to give yourself a bedtime. For example, say I am going to be in bed by 9.30 or 10 o'clock and then be realistic that it's probably going to give you know, 20, 30 minutes before you get to sleep. Cut light, cold, dark room. Research shows that ideal temperatures are between 64 and 69 degrees and it's colder than what most people want. Cold, dark room, wear eye mask. I put a little piece of tape on my mouth a lot of nights to make sure that I'm breathing out of my nose and prevent snoring. 
those are the big factors at limiting the blue light in the evening. There's a lot of research that's documenting that. Yeah, the computer screen. And you know, the light surely is one thing. There's a lot of research that's been demonstrating that. But again, it's what it's doing. It's keeping your brain stimulated. If you watch a movie that has your heart rate beating, you're telling your body that it's in this fight or flight instead of rest and digest. So warm shower helps a lot of people at night. Sauna has been shown to help people. Doing a breathing exercise or reading tends to help people. And then there's different tonics and potions and things you can do. Magnesium is shown to help. But hey, the biggest thing I have to do is get interested in it. I promise you spend 10 to 20 minutes researching and look for some patterns of little things that you can do and take inventory. You can improve your sleep and it will improve your hormones and so much more, so much more. So going on to number five is you are not consistent. Consistency, this is so big. And I just want to give you guys a breakdown. We've talked about this quite a few times, but we feel a lot more consistent than we really are. I know this because when I work with clients, I want them to track things and I want to view it. And that's what I am doing. I'm, I'm providing accountability. But Monday through Friday, so let's say we got seven days in a week. Let's say you just are nailing it Monday through Friday, your sleep, your training, your nutrition. And then Saturday and Sunday comes and you're like, oh, I got to go out and check out this new restaurant. I'm going to stay out, have a few extra drinks. You know, yeah, I'll, I'll have some of that pizza and ice cream. If you fail Saturday or Sunday, or you kind of just forget out of sight, out of mind. You've gone from 100% to 70%. And even if you do okay Saturday and Sunday, maybe you move up to average it out 75, 80%. But it's enough to make a significant difference. So my suggestion is commit to something that is realistic and be flexible. So rather than me needing a cheat day on a regular basis, I have treat meals that I deserve that I give myself on a regular basis. You know, I eat pancakes and chocolate chips and I use purpose-driven ingredients but I enjoy myself. I'll go out. I don't feel bad if I want to go out and get some food, but I'm sensible about it. And it's like, if you're in a happy relationship, you don't need to go and cheat. And same thing with the training. Most people don't stick with the program because they don't get enough buy-in and really get the results. So accountability really helps with this. And when it comes to your training, commit to three days per week, if that's what you know you can do, or something shorter, like 20 minutes a day. So you know, you can do it every day and create a habit. What do you think, T? Yeah, I like instead of cheat meals, treat meals. And I see a lot of treat meals you have. For listeners, go follow Jason Sani on Instagram. It's at uh, Jason Sani. He posts a lot of cool recipes there in his stories. And man, I learned so much watching your stories. Um, I have a question. What do you think about, in the last episode, you talked about 30-day challenges. What do you think about having 30-day challenges to help build consistency? I'm a huge fan of it. I think that anything that you can do that is going to manufacture accountability or getting skin in the game is going to help you build confidence and it's going to help you buy into it. And I'll be honest with you, a lot of people don't deep down believe that they can get the change that they want because they haven't experienced it yet. And your mind can only comprehend what it's used to. And so to say, I'm going to get that six pack that I always wanted, or I'm going to you know, fit into the pants that I used to wear five years ago, six years ago. Your brain is justifying based on what it's used to. So I think by doing a 30-day challenge, you can do something that's low-hanging fruit and create some small wins. And that starts with seven days. You know, Before you do 30 days, try to get a few consecutive days and add up. But I think these 30-day things are so huge. And as long as you're not just 
surviving on strictly willpower think that it's like me to make these changes, make these habits and build consistency. And I think those things can stick. And this is the other thing for you. Put yourself around consistent people to have a training partner, have somebody be around people that get stuff done. And I think that that will help you realize that, hey, other people go through the same lifestyle problems that you do, but you you just don't have the conviction or you haven't committed to something. So Yeah. And Alex Homozi said in one of his videos or podcasts, he said, uh, focus on the process, not the goal. A lot of people tend to focus on the goal, but they don't put enough focus on the process, which I think like having a 30-day challenge or even focusing on what you need to do in the next seven days, I think what he was saying is just focusing on that will help build the consistency versus you have this big goal that you set and now you're just focusing on that, but focus on the process instead. Yep. I like that. Yep. And I think within the process, you're chunking things down and making them into bite-sized pieces. Whereas if I said, hey, you're going to lose five pounds of fat and build two pounds of muscle next month, you know, that can seem a little overwhelming when you're a week into it and you're not making that many goals. But if I broke that down and said, you know, let, let's make that a little more bite-sized, I think you get the idea here with that. Consistency, find a way to make consistency fit into your life and being realistic is one way to do that. And you can always add and build on that. But the small wins give you confidence. All right, finally, number six. This is huge. This is very close to home and to my heart. Your diet is not productive. So a lack of protein, very common. Overeating and undereating can both be detrimental in this period. So a lot of people just don't take the time to eat based on their individual needs. And this is really where consistency fits in here. You know, I love this. I used to always laugh when I was first getting into the health world and people would be like, hey, I ate a kale salad or I, I ate this. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Eating one meal is not going to shift you just like eating one bad meal isn't going to make the wheels fall off. This is about building your interest and your standards with what you're doing. So when you can get some general numbers, like with a macro calculator, you can just Google macro calculator and find out what your total daily energy and expenditure is will make a really big difference. Because when I first got into this business 15 years ago or so, there weren't calculators of being able to follow what your macronutrients were. It was funny. It was like if a guy, if he was dieting, was eating 2,000 calories and would try to eat close to a gram of protein per pound. And then if you're bulking, it was like a rough number, like around 3,000 or so. And now we have so much more information to be able to make this individualized. And for me, tracking my food made a big difference. So tracking how much, like the amount of protein, carbohydrates, and fat. I know it's boring, but it's actually really fun when you realize that it's like a science. It just works. So that is really fun because I, I think people will get the results and they'll get those small wins. But we're bad at estimating. This is something I do for a living. And if I don't occasionally track, I just tend to be a bad estimator because your body can just adapt and get back to that set point. So if you're not getting results, you have to do something different. And doing something different for five days is not enough. You got to commit to something. Give yourself a chance. You know, if you check off all the things we just said and you're still frustrated, it's worth getting some blood work done and checking your hormones. And I think that especially once you get over your 30s, I think 35 or over, it's not like a magic number. It's worth knowing to see if you have any deficiencies. If you're younger and you are in your 20s, 
do blood work so you have a baseline so you can compare how did you feel when you were 22, 23, or 25. And that way, you'll be able to compare based on how strong you were, how you felt, your libido, sex drive. And then when you're in your mid-30s, you can compare the same thing and have that baseline. But you don't want to think that any shortcut is going to replace any of these things. These are just the groundwork. These are your fundamentals. I have to bring it up again because I see so many people that say, oh, I got on testosterone replacement and it changed my life. That is something that needs to come after you've done everything we just talked about. So these six things, we need to take an inventory of, are you doing too much? And so you're spinning your wheels. Are you not doing enough? Number three, is your training stale or too repetitive? Number four, is your sleep unproductive, not getting enough rest and recovery? Number five, are you just not consistent with those things? Consistent with sleep, recovery. Number six, is your diet not productive? So check those first, but it is possible. I mean, people are having lower testosterone than ever, but do those things first and try to fix some deficiencies and go as natural as possible because I think too many people are jumping on the whole hormone replacement way too early and to each their own, but we're in a society that is the fertility rates are dropping more and more and more. And there are side effects with these things. I know there's ways to offset them, but from hair loss to heart issues, all those things, I guarantee there's somebody listening and saying, oh yeah, but you can do this, you can do this. Yeah, but wouldn't it be nice just to do this as natural as possible? So I hope that is helpful. And basically what you're saying is start with the basics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got to. Yep. I do like what you say because it comes down to your workout, your nutrition, your sleep, your habits, your consistency. And for me, what I can see here is a lot of times when I go off track on my health, it's usually one or two of these things are I'm not hitting. Maybe my sleep or I'm not getting enough protein. So this holds a lot of truth. Yeah, I hope so. And there's some things here that I know are relevant for you. But one thing I say when it comes to training, something that can help is make it a goal to get stronger or get faster because you can train for different things. By doing that, tend to improve your body composition and then rest, you know, so get stronger, get faster, eat enough food and get enough rest. And rest is also managing your stress. But if you do those on a regular basis, your body composition is going to train. And so if you have something you're training for, and it could be a race, that could be a training program you're following, it's going to give you more purpose. It's going to be like a compass. It's going to be like a GPS system that's going to keep you moving forward. And then also when it comes to training, get some help. Work with a trainer if you don't have experience so that you're doing the proper movements. And so you're going to be sending the right stimulus again to be getting those results. Because if you're just going in and moving weight around and counting reps, you're going to realize that it's not about the quantity. It's about the quality with all of these things. It's just like I said, I use the word productive here. So if you're not productive with all of these things, you're probably not providing the right type of quality. So the experiment is going to be a really easy one, this one. Go through these list of six topics, write them down, and then just do a little question. Like, how would you rate yourself on a level of one to 10? The first two, you're going to have to do a little bit of experimenting, but most people fall into one of those categories. So you got to find your sweet spot. But I hope that is helpful. Please reach out to us if you have any sort of questions, input, the gentleman's agreement. If you find that this was something that was helpful, if you can get on, leave a review. We'd really appreciate that, especially on the Apple podcast. Share it with somebody that it could be helpful. And we appreciate you. 
And Jake, could you tell them how people can reach out to you as well too if they want specific plans and stuff? Yeah, you can find me social, Jason Sani. So it's J-S-O-N-S-A-N-I is my last name. But I'm always happy to be a resource, answer questions. You know, you can look me up on the interwebs or just slide into my DM, but I'm always happy to help and give you some feedback. Awesome. All right, y'all. Until next time, we will see you on the flip side. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you. Boom. Hey, what's up? This is Big Dreams. Thank you for checking out today's episode of The Manhood Experiment. If you liked today's episode, please subscribe and give us five stars. Not only does your feedback matter, but it helps us to connect with others just like you that find value in our weekly episodes. So subscribe, share, and speak with your friends and family about today's episode. And most importantly, take care of yourself, keep growing, and join us again on the next episode of The Manhood Experiment.